0: Welcome to Boxing Moment on uh RSG platform with our 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 analysts, uh Darnell Kirkland Jr., uh who's here. If you want to catch uh, uh our past uh Boxing Moment and all other podcasts on RSG, just go to RealSportsGuys.com. And you can connect with us and get on our social media platforms uh, from there. And so we got a lot of great videos and stuff there and a lot of interesting things going on. So check that out. But uh, we're going to be talking about uh, who folks are talking about. Is this the next Floyd? Uh, this is the next uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Shakir Stevenson. Uh, boxing is back. Uh, Top ranking ESPN are, are back on on the board. We have Shakir uh, Stevenson up here as the headline. So, a hey, uh, Darnell. Help you, maybe so. Some of the uh, folks who aren't really familiar with what's happening in the boxing landscape, you know, uh, give a little background on Shakir, Shakur Shakur and, and why he's such a, a, a special fighter.
1: Yeah, to be honest, well, Shakur Stevenson, first of all, this is my guy, man. I've been fought Shakur Stevenson since he was in the amateur before he even fought in the Olympics. I've been telling y'all about Shakur Stevenson, he's the next up, but um, top rank kind of does their thing, they go they always go a little over the top when they um. When they sell their fighters, I remember um, when um, Lomachenko was like six or seven and oh and they had Teddy Atlas over there. It was an—I'll never forget this because this is the night Terrence Crawford became the undisputed champion of the world at 140. The same fight, right after the fight, Teddy Atlas comes out and he said, "There's a guy that's seven and oh that is better than both of y'all." It was him. It was Terence Crawford and Andre Ward versus each other. And Teddy Atlas says, "There's one guy that's seven and oh that's better than both of y'all." Well, he's only really 7-1. Um, I think was, he said seven fights. And that's actually what he said. But it was Lomachenko. He was talking about Lomachenko. So he, they always do that kind of stuff. They say, they say that. They say he's better than Muhammad Ali. They might say something like, Terrence Crawford is the most instinctual fighter to ever live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, that's a top rank ESPN thing. But nonetheless, Shakur Stevenson is one of the most skilled fighters in the game. He's very young. But he's very talented. And um he's a guy that with his style, he's very slick, very defensive. But he can he can um he scores on offense too. He's not necessarily the most powerful puncher, but with the with his ability to make you miss and make you look bad, a lot of the top guys are not gonna wanna fight him. And that's what he's running into at one twenty six. It's the it's the common theme in the sport of boxing that we keep running into, but yeah, I guess if you have a sport that's not centralized, you know, what I'm saying, all the different promoters and stuff, you you get you get these kind of results.
0: And I, you know, I think that's the one thing. I mean, coming off a uh, uh, another UFC uh, 250 with you know um, Amanda Nunes, the the lioness, and uh, you just see the way that UFC is able to stack the card um, even without having fans and creating some incredible fights, and uh, and and then creating space for up and comer uh, fighters to to get opportunities it was interesting for me to see you know what boxing might learn and how they might you know be able to create a card and I you know I think what you're saying is the inability to kind of cross the street um, it, you know is my effect of boxing in um, you know this this transition time but tell us a little bit about who he's fighting you know is there if he you know you know obviously he's the favorite this is a young man uh, Stevenson who um, I was looking at something that, that said that defensively he gets hit with the fewest uh number of jabs. And jab is like the, the set punch. Um I think uh better than Floyd, better than uh, you know, uh some of the best defensive fighters you might see. Uh I mean he avoids a lot of punches and creates angles. He's up at one thirty, uh fighting with uh, uh fight at one thirty. What is uh, what, what do we know about his opponent?
1: His opponent, man. To be honest with you, I've never heard of this guy in my life. <laughs> oh, I, I did the I did the digging. I tried to look at his box rank. Right you see, try to see if he's fought anybody that I've ever heard of in my life. And to be honest, he's never fought anybody I ever heard of. So it it's gonna be a tough one because I don't know who he is. It's like scouting. It's like you know when you have an AAU tournament. I know we talked about AAU last time. Um, yeah. last um, um podcast we did. You know, you plug to the AAU tournament and there's this one team that's, that they ain't Nike, they ain't Adidas, they ain't nothing like that. They, <laughs> where did they come from? That is this guy.
0: They so, pro cats.
1: You know, those guys can't be dangerous, you know. Um, but at the same time, in my opinion, if you have the skills and the talent to beat Shakur Stevenson, I probably have heard of you at some point in time, and whether it came from the amateurs, the Olympics, or somewhere in the pros. And I don't think this guy has one of the ticks, even though I, I haven't seen him before. Well, that's a, it, it,
0: this, is, this is the difference between boxing and UFC. I mean, yeah. you know, this is not a fight that Dana White would put together then. If he wasn't going to be able to draw that much uh, on it. But it's, it's a different kind of deal. It's like what you said before, top rank has just got to put the fight on. They got the deal to put on a certain number of fights, and they're just trying to find ways to honor the deal that they have uh, at, at, at hand. So, uh, I think Shakira said he only watched like two rounds of this guy, so he's probably seen. He's so probably
1: he's in the same he's in the same boat right. as me,
0: <laughs> and he gonna <laughs> be in the ring tomorrow. So, hey, ring. <laughs> so that's what I was like. I hope Darnell knows something about Shakira. He watched two rounds. Yeah, that's uh, oh my yeah. goodness, this is the ultimate disrespect. So he we gets past this. Who do you see him fighting? He's at one thirty. There's fights for him down at
1: 126. Well, in my opinion, because well, he, he, he still hasn't vacated his belt at 126. So yep. I don't know if he's staying at 130 or is it just a, you know, a get-back fight because people been, you know, they've been – they had a long layoff. So just make the weight cut a little less and fight at 130. I don't know if it's something like that or he's really moving up to 130. But um, as far as 126 goes, Josh Warrington has been a name that has been in the headlines as a guy they want to fight. They've been in negotiations and um, there's been kind of like a game playing thing going on, like Josh Warrington wants this. Shakur, um, then they say, oh, Shakur Stevenson priced himself out. I don't know what's, what's going on. I wasn't privy to these conversations, but, you know, it seems like there have been at some kind of um, a stalemate. They say Shakur Stevenson asked asking too much money. and Then Shakur Stevenson is saying, you guys should pay me like a champion. You're not paying me like for the you know the the draw that I'm bringing, and um, uh, I think he said he's willing to go over to the UK to fight him. And um, they I think they were going to fight or something like that, but then um, the fight was going to be delayed, like it's going to be like someone like May or June something like that. But um, in the meantime, since Shakur Stevenson had hadn't fought in a long time, he was going to fight somebody. In like Feb, in like March, I think. Miguel Mariaga, a guy that long yeah, time yep. was supposed to fight him, but then COVID happened, so they moved that back, and now the whole thing is in limbo. So we don't know who's going to fight. So if um if the negotiations fall through, um the prevailing thought is he's probably going to move up to 130 because he said if he can't get that fight, he's probably going to move it to 130 because. He was. He did want to fight Oscar Valdez, that is at 130 now. That was at 126, and once Shakur Stevenson became mandatory, he moved up immediately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You remember that on the show we talked about? Yeah, yeah
0: that. we talked about that.
1: He moved up immediately.
0: And, and you and you also, I mean, you hear him talking about Santa, Leo Santa Cruz, who's you know big draw and you know he's like Leo's tailor made for him. but like he will oh, yeah. just he talking like he just wiped the map with Leo. Which watching Leo's style, I could probably think. He might be right. He tailor made for uh, Leo's tailor made for him, you, you know. As as Mr. T said, tailor made, and you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> I, I I I read that. I said you might have a, you might have a point, young man. He you might be, but that would be a big money fight, big draw. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. If Leo, I don't know if Leo Santa Cruz can speak that language. That um, but he I don't know because Leo Santa Cruz like he's famous for his fights with um. Aaron Morris, which mistake through like a thousand punches, a piece or something crazy like that, and it's just a different style. So, and they they're not necessarily selective with their punches. So, the core series probably thinks, oh, I can just pick this guy apart because he's leaving himself open. But you don't know you don't know if when you get in there if if you can keep up with the work rate or one thing a lot of good defensive fighters like your know, Whitakers, your Floyd Mayweather, Guillermo Rigondeaux, guys like that. Arizona and Laura. When they get in with a guy that usually has a lot of volume, they have the ability to slow the volume down. Yeah, that's something you got to look for in that in that kind of fight.
0: Yeah, so but you, but from a draw standpoint, you know, you know, as Floyd went up, he had to find those fights that stylistically it might not have been the best, but it was going to draw and build his brand if he could get to the other side of it. He's gonna be stronger and much better and he you know you be a Leo Santa Cruz and you can get some of that fanfare you know um you know his uh his uh, uh girlfriend is latinx uh, in in terms of the the branding she's a fighter um you know there's a there's a lot for him uh, in terms of you know thinking strategically uh, about uh you know where he's going to want he's want to be he, you know he's and he's the kind of young man that can do well commercially um, I think he has marketability, um, his ability to he's, – he's charismatic. Um, you know, you, you're looking for that boxer who could be crossover. Like, you have Errol Spence and those guys, but they're not as charismatic as this young man. He's got, he's got that crossover appeal, that energy. You know, he's good in front of the mic. Um yeah, in, in a, in I think you
1: underestimating yeah, Errol, though. Errol – He might not talk as much in front of the um, cameras and stuff, but what he does – he
0: he's kind of funny. He, he's slick, but he ain't charismatic to the level of Sh- Shakira Stevenson. I'm not saying that he got the he got the he got the star behind him.
1: Yeah.
0: Got the star behind him. So if you got if you got the star behind you, you're gonna have opportunities for, for endorsements. Like he's hitched his wagon to the right partnership. So from that standpoint, I think he but I think secure. But, and I,
1: and Shakur, and Steven, I, Shakur,
0: you you i i I was watching some of his conversation I'm like, okay, this, this is a charismatic young man I mean you brought him to my attention- I'm watched him, but I wasn't really paying attention until you know you kind of lifted him up a little bit i'm like okay i i can see I can see uh you know this young man has something so the the the
1: advantage of court Stevenson has over Earl is he's starting young like yeah. when, when Earl really bursted on this when he really bursted on the scene, this is back like when he fought Cal Brook, and I mm-hmm. was in. Like, I want to say it was 2017, was that? 2017, I was 18. He was 27, 28. Shakur Stevenson right now, he's 22, 23. Yeah. So he, he's he's a young guy. And maybe a couple years from now, then he's going to be really hitting his stardom at 25. So he has that time to build yeah. with his audience. You know what I'm saying? So And I'm talking
0: about he has that. Earl has the pay-per-view box office money. So in the auction scheme, Earl can make a lot of money because you know he's going to do damage, right? He's going to fight. he going to do it. So the draw, he can make big money in big fights, and he's not scared to fight anybody. Where Stevenson, I think, has an advantage is that he, he got that De La Hoya, I think, charisma, where it means he can go outside. the game. He can make that money in the game, and he might be able to make that money outside the game in ways in which uh, he might get access to marketing. Spence can get big fights because people are going to tune in to, to a Spence fight. You know, he can run that money team mode because he ain't afraid to fight and he good on the eyes when he fighting So he ain't nobody and you're going, you're going to show up and bo- real boxers are going to show up in his, you know, so, like well, modern-day well, Marvin Hagler in the sense that when he touch you, he hurts you. Okay. <laughs> and they know it's going to be some – some stuff happening when he get in the ring. There's going to be some furniture moving.
1: That's true. So when you (laughs) speak of, when you speak of Shakur Stevenson, a name that pops up because of the way you described him, is Javante Davis, because when you described him, that guy that can um, get his draw from his talent in the ring and outside of the ring, you got to look at Tank Davis, man, because a lot of people don't realize how big of a star he is. Yeah. A lot of friends on my uh, on my Twitter timeline that don't nothing don't know nothing about boxing. They know who Tank Davis is. That's interesting because I we don't we didn't know he had this much of a reach. How uh, we had this conversation before about how that 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 fight would go down. But has your opinion changed a little bit, or do you still think Tank would run through
0: him? No, I think Tank I think Tank I think Tank is drew that association a very much stronger association with with uh mayweather with with floyd and got that mo- momentum much more so with with floyd i think he's benefited from floyd even, given even our previous conversation we had on our our previous podcast but i think he got that stronger association in the public uh with with, with floyd in that way uh i think the difference is i think stevenson is i think the difference between two is just gonna be discipline. i think if both are very disciplined, then Tank is a problem. Meaning if Tank decides he don't have all the weight jump, like Tank's weight goes up and down. And uh, To be a Floyd Mayweather, it, it's never been about making weight for the most point about Floyd all throughout his career. he stayed ready. If you get going to stay ready Tank Davis, oh, then I'm taking him every time. Because of his power and his viciousness and his hand speed, and everything else the key is is he always going to be there did he have to cut weight did he have to do all this is he distracted um and I don't feel like Stevenson is that type of distracted I think he I think he controls his distractions in uh De La Hoya a the
1: team, huh? a
0: big we, team.
1: his team
0: his team yeah. he got the team he had
1: the opportunity he had the opportunity to be where Javante was when yeah. um, Floyd was at the Olympics when Shakur was yep. um, recruiting Shakur Stevenson. And Shakur Stevenson sold yep. Andre Ward instead. Yep. Because um, they had, he, he, he figured that he had a better plan for him. Yeah. The way they've been showing him on ESPN um, constantly, I, I can't argue against it because they put him on a couple of Terrence Crawford fights. Terrence Crawford has been like a mentor figure for him. He's been training with him. They're training with Andre Ward. And I think um, that's a good move for him.
0: And Andre Ward, if nothing else, is – that's why he's a great fighter. Is tactical, strategic, smart, uh, understated, but he's about his business, which you, that's, to me, you're going you to win that. So, it's you know, and now he's at Coaching Trees, right? Floyd Coaching tree, Andre Ward, who doesn't get enough credit for being, you know, one of the greatest of all, you know, all, of all time. You know, he's not in that conversation like he should be. And, uh, but now they got, they're getting their coaching trees. So that might be just, you know, it's like, that might be a standoff right there. Both of them are trying to live that legacy through these two boxers. So that would be an interesting, uh, uh, dynamic. But I think if Tank Davis ever just gets fully disciplined, fully and get fully invested in the Mayweather strategy and plan, oh, he's going to be a beast. You, but, but you gotta, you gotta get fully invested in, in a way that Broner wasn't fully invested. You and I know if Broner had been fully invested in discipline and committed to it, he would have a different reality right now. And it takes a lot. People don't understand. To be Floyd Mayweather takes a le- level of physical dedication and commitment. That's why he said hard work and dedication. There- there's a mentality to that that you all got to be ready to go through and not many guys are ready to go to that fire. But
1: that's the problem right there. Um, Javante, his mentor is Adrian Broner. Yep. He followed Adrian Brown even even during his best fight. His best fight, I think, was against um, Jesus Cuellar. It was on the um, undercard of Broner versus Vargas, Jesse Vargas, out there in Brooklyn, and uh, he looked amazing. But his um, well, for that fight, he was training with Kevin Cunningham. Kevin Cunningham had them right. He had he was a strict discipl- disciplinarian kind of guy. He uh, um. Didn't take any, you know, it didn't take any mess. He didn't allow them to really walk over him and stuff that way. And um, it, it, it came out to be like a great performance for him. So I don't know if that's exactly, I think that is what he needs. But he's, he's content, you know, he's content staying at home in Baltimore. So I don't know if that, is it, if it's going to um, work out or not. And I see what Shakur Stevenson, he's all, he's, I think he picked the right team and I think, the um, being in the right system can propel you to that greatness. Like, I, I mentioned Tim Duncan earlier when we said, um, we mentioned Andre Ward, but it's that, it's that kind of Spurs way. Like, and Shakur Stevenson might end up being the Kawhi Leonard that comes out of this, and we guys gotta wait and see.
0: Yeah, and and, and it's and it's uh, that sometimes for us to be successful as you need to be, you've got to leave home, right? Sometimes. What Tank has got to, you got to leave what you know, Tank. Sometimes you got to leave what you know to get to where you want to go. And sometimes the inability to do that, the you know, to not go to Vegas. And if you want to be with the master, be at the feet of him. See how he every day. See how he walk every day. See how he set his whole operation up. He's giving you the keys to that. I'm on the plane tomorrow. Do I fly coach? Am I flying whatever? Like that is what you, you do it. And when you can't break away from home for a little bit, this is a short period in your life, right? Like, this is not your entire life, but for a short period in life to get to where you want to go, what sacrifice will you make? That's like LeBron going to Miami. He had to go to Miami to sharpen who he wanted to be. He could have stayed in Cleveland, but for him, he realized, I right, had never gone to college. I'm going to go to college. I'm going go to I'm gonna go to Pat Riley College down there in Dane County. I'm, gonna go to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to Wade County College. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to understand what the master plan is. And I think that's where Javante is is falling short. Even though he's such a great fighter, when you don't do those things, it, they 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 make a difference when you get into those mega fights with a guy like Stevenson or somebody else who is willing to make that sacrifice to, to go that little extra mile. That's that's the difference between winning those fights. All right, so what do you hear about up before we close? What do you hear about up front? What's happening uh, afterwards? Do you hear any other fights? bubbling up, or, you know, is boxing don't have that rhythm uh, uh, that we've seen with the UFC?
1: It really doesn't. Um, we saw uh, one of the fights are coming up. You got, um, uh, you got Canelo. Yeah. Um, still, I know he said
0: he'd be willing to fight, what, in September?
1: Yeah, well, like, Benny Joe Saunders, I think, is, is, uh, yeah. is coming up. Him and, um, Calvin Smith, I think. Okay, okay. And he's fighting an absolutely no name. Camille, some, he, he wants to fight Camille Samata. Have you ever heard of him before? Check.
0: He's trying to get a check right now. Yeah, he just, COVID, He trying to get his COVID-19 check.
1: Yeah, he he's
0: trying, trying to get, get his economy check. No. This called, a, called a, a pandemic check. He's trying to get his, he's, I need to get some paper. Yeah,
1: Come, we saw Anthony, one thing, we saw Anthony Joshua take his stand. He, he was in the black lives matter protest out in london England, okay and his fans have turned on him <laughs> and he saw that on twitter oh my god there's so much so many people are talking about um you you have betrayed britain you know? have <laughs> i was like oh my goodness and he came out there he had a he had a knee brace on and he was in, on crutches so i don't know if he's injured he's injured or something
0: wow yeah. Two colors. Oh, there you go, there you go, man. Well, Aj, come on, come on over here, hang out in New York, baby. You know they don't they don't like you in London. Come and hang out in New York. You'll be all right. Well, hey, man, we'll watch this fight tomorrow. We'll see what else is bubbling up. It's good to see you. Stay healthy, brother. Um,
1: yeah.
0: uh, you know, stay active on Twitter. Uh, so y'all, if y'all want to catch uh, Darnell, we'll we'll have his uh, Twitter handle on here. So y'all. He's active, uh, talking about boxing, updating. He's always on there, so y'all can catch him uh, there. Uh, this is a Boxing Moment here on RSG. Come, uh, check us out at www.realsportsguys.com uh, if you want to check out uh, our other podcasts. Uh, we love y'all. Stay there and, uh, you know, uh, stay safe and, uh, you know, uh, stay right. Until next time. Peace.